here's my thing. I can do all those things. I have no I problem taking care of. But is a it the best Z. thing you do? I can't. I can't control my emotions enough to be a good leader yet, and that's the hardest truth I've ever had to tell myself. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. So, Josh, bearded Josh Ingle. We haven't done a one-on-one interview with you, man, and I, I've been dying to like crack this nut open. Josh is an entrepreneur, the king of downtown LA, wheeling and dealing, making moves, <laughs> um, an idea man that is- That's all I really am. Yeah, really. You, you have so many amazing ideas, Josh, and you've made- Things happen. You 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 make moves. I, I've seen that, and and so I want to know your story, man. I want to know like how you became Josh. Who are you? Who is the man behind the beard, Josh? What's your earliest memory? Mm, earliest memory. I always feel weird about this because I don't have any early memories. I don't know. Like I, you don't I don't know flashbacks of like ah, I say this, but really, I think I saw it in a VHS. That I was watching of when I was a kid, you know what I mean? Like, right. I didn't, I can't remember being, I can't like, hmm, I remember this. Three I remember playing, ba I remember sports. Okay. At what I age? can remember sporting events all the way back to Little League Baseball. I remember snagging this fucking ball on first base, wearing these chief sweatpants. I was killing it. So you were a sporty, sporty kid. You could, yeah, definitely. Okay, so where did you grow up? And how did you grow up? I grew up in the village of Bellwood. Bellwood? In uh, Nebraska. It's a town of 395 people. Uh, 395 so. people, man. Yeah. So you knew every single person in town? Well, more like they knew me. You know what I mean? I was yeah. a kid and I was an asshole. You know what I mean? I mean, not as an asshole as much as like I was a kid like doing things that normal kids do, but just in a small like town. What? Like where just you running get caught the streets? For everything that you do. Yeah, yeah, you know. Like what did you do? I'm just curious. Because I kind <sighs> The of... things I got caught for or the things I didn't? All of it. <laughs> I can't incriminate myself now and go back to Bellwood. They locked me up in a two-man really cell up there. You did there. that shit? <laughs> They're still after no, you. So my hometown has like two bars when I was growing up. Two bars. Had a grocery store when I was super young. That's the first place I ever got caught stealing anything. But my mom made me take it back. I guess that would be an early memory. How old were you? Young. Four, five, six maybe. And you that, that was the first time you stole? some gum. Pack of gum or some shit and on then, the way out. Okay. Did that... Did no, remorse. no remorse. No remorse. <laughs> so, so you were three years old. Hitting the clubs and bars of Nebraska. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. No, so I what, mean, how did you, I want to, we need to go back. This is like, I mean, this how are we going to start this with my like worst moments in life? Like when no, I was like, a thief did, kid. What was your parental situation? What was your home situation? <laughs> like what was the situation? Because I was a latchkey kid, man. So I, uh, I, don't know, I my was parents, like that. I was all over the I would never blame my parents for anything that happened in my childhood just because they were never had parents to raise them. You know what I mean? It's my dad, my dad was basically raised by his grandmother, Grandma Ingle, my Grandma Lola. You know what I mean? Grandma so, Lola. Um, her name was. Lola. I knew her. She lived right down the street from us. Took us to school when we were kids. All that type of shit. You know what I mean? And then, uh, <clears throat> my mom's parents. My mom um, was like a eleven or twelve 
kid. She was like a triplet. One of the kids died in the womb or whatever, but then she was a twin. Blah, blah, had a bunch of heart problems, surgeries and shit when she was a kid. But her mom went off with somebody and her dad like committed suicide and she her and her brother were on like the cover of the adoption magazine and were adopted by this rich farm family outside of David City. This is who? This is your mom? It's my mom. My mom yeah. got pregnant with my sister like two or three weeks before she was gonna graduate uh high school at this like Christian school or whatever. And like one of her best friends told the principal, principal kicked her out of school, parents disowned her. She ended up living with my fucking dad. Didn't get at, to graduate? At my grandma's. She didn't nope. get to graduate? No. Nope. Because she was pregnant. Yep. With my sister. Wow. The older and, sister. Yeah. Three years older than me. So then, she's you know, my parents had a old had their first now? kid. Uh, what? How the fuck old am I? 34, 37, 36? Right, right. <laughs> Gage. Okay. So my, uh, you know, my grandma basically raised them and which is nice. She's a super cool lady, but you know what I mean? It's not like having parents. It's not like having parents or it's not like, you know what I mean? So I can see from a, um, from a distance, you know what I mean? But you don't know that growing up as a kid, you just think, oh man, my life's fucked up. Yeah. But. <laughs> well, I didn't. It's we not were, that fucked up. My parents. But you don't know any different. My parents sacrificed. Did you think it was fucked up? Or, or you're I saying I didn't think now? it was fucked up. I had a I good time. I didn't think my life was fucked up, but we were like. I mean, at the time really when you're poor. a kid, it's just like, oh, God, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I always wanted to get out. I always wanted Got to see. You. The, I was, You know what I mean? But It was too small for you. Yeah. But. Nebraska. I did get out. That was the thing. Like, that's why I wanted to continue to get out. My dad was a truck driver, so we used to go with them all the time. Like so I was would, my dad. I would skip school. I would fucking go out on the roads. I would fucking go. It's, you know what I mean? It was fun as fuck. Um, I, as a kid, you're like, oh, fuck, I got to go with dad again. But you know what I mean? Sometimes. Sometimes it's fun. You know what I mean? So... But um, so you had, did you have I, my parents? parents would sacrifice a lot. They sent me to five star, star, all star camps in North Carolina. You know what I mean? I went to the Tar Heels basketball camps. You know what I mean? When I was a kid, Jordan's jerseys hanging in the rafters, shit like that. Shit that was amazing to me being a kid. But I was also like a star athlete where I was from. You know what I mean? Always on the all star teams. Always, you know what I mean? Breaking my school records and shit. Talk about that a little bit. Just, 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 talk, about, come on. talk about. I don't want to be Al Bundy over just, here talking about how I know I was great. It's embarrassing, and then I managed a shoe store after high school. That's funny, bro. <laughs> tell us Al your Bundy. Al Bundy story, bro. Let me tell you something, Josh. Before we continue, you don't understand how inspirational you're gonna be to so many fuck ups <laughs> like you. Because wow, thanks, we could. Rick. No, because I was a fuck up too. Like I was stealing, and then my, like I was like, my dad was look. My dad was a truck driver. I was a latchkey kid. My parents were like, awesome, I don't know what man. that means. Like I had a key to get in the house around my neck. Oh, that's what a latchkey kid is. Yeah, but I was a latchkey kid, man. But still, that's why I don't like to get into a lot of shit about my childhood. No, but it's because good. it makes me and my family look kind of you know. Strange or off, or but it's like people don't understand kind of like where I come from, where basically 70% of the people are on meth or coke or some sort of substance, you know what I mean? Or like yeah, the two dude. things to do in town are go to the bar. So you, you went to church, then you went to the bar. Yeah. That's life, you know what dude. I mean? You order your meal. Like we used to order meals from the bar, like, oh, go uptown to the bar. Like the kids would go in the bars. I was hanging out in bars, smoke filled, drunk motherfucker bars, like, 
alcohol all over the floors, playing fucking video games in the back and shooting pool. You know what I mean? Growing up, like that's what we did. We used to hang out Let's in go. the. We used to hang out in the time Dude, capsule. I'm not like. I'm not. To, I understand. First place I ever not... smoked weed was in this time capsule that they kept. I don't even know when they're gonna open that bitch, but apparently a bunch of people threw some shit in there. They put these benches around it. It's like this little park outside the bars. Parents are in the bars. Kids are in the park. Not even a park. It's like the middle section of, in between <laughs> of <the> two park. <laughs> roads <laughs> that has like this thing. <laughs> But see, my parents had a form of that. You know what it was? They went to their friend's house every weekend and I, like different friends and they would tell us to go play. So we would just like entertained ourselves till three in the morning until we'd pass out. And then they would put us in the car after. So my they parents never drank at the bar for some reason. They never went to the bar, never hung out at the bar, like never were uptown with the town people. So they the, weren't we were part like, of the We were like, crowd. yeah, we weren't the the accepted family in town per se. You know what I mean? My you dad got different. my dad got caught for selling cocaine when I was like young. Had to because write letters to the judge, like, please leave, get don't take my dad to jail type of letter shit. You wrote a letter <laughs> to the judge when you were how old? I don't know. Fucking five, six, seven. I don't fucking know. Did you obviously I didn't did know they ask like, you to do it? I had to be older like, than that. Son, sign there's this. no way like Sophie's writing a letter for me right now. You know what I mean? Right. I had to be like eight, nine, I don't know. Right, you just don't know. No, we knew the whole situation. Right. We always talked offer, about things. Did you offer to write the letter? Or or they no, said, hey, it was hey, like, Josh, hey, we, write, we need you to write this letter. Write this <laughs> and everybody in your family. And like, <laughs> hopefully your dad doesn't go to jail. <laughs> what did okay. you think at the time? Like, how did, did that I, make you feel? I was like. Were you like, whatever? Or are you yeah, like, I, don't, I don't even have any negative memory about it. Yeah. I just remember like being in the courtroom <laughs> and then him being on probation for like five years. Like, what do yeah. you fucking do? Right, you just my whole ex my whole thing was like I always held it negatively that he always accepted his friend back that ratted him out, uh, like his best friend turned him in to yeah. get off on some shit. You know and what I mean? And it life. ruined our whole entire name in that stupid ass town and everything that happened in that stupid town, like for the rest of time being because like, uh, right. but also you know I was a dick. In what like, way? My dad was always like a little hellraiser on motorcycles and shit when he was younger. So it was like this series of hellraising yeah. kids that came up to this town, I guess. So, right. I guess. Why do you hellraise? And when I was in do sixth, you know why you sixth grade, I my first crime in which I got on probation for was I tried to break into the bar uptown, steal cigarettes and shit to sell to my friends, but couldn't get in. And then they caught you? Sixth grade was when I was smoking cigs, like a pack a day. For a good couple months, I quit cold turkey. Wow. <laughs> I used to steal cigarettes. Oh, that's what I was telling you about the Z92 concerts. So you that's quit what I remember smoking stealing. I used to go to quit. Remember when they had the cigarettes out? Yeah. Like in the grocery stores? Yeah. Like in the, you just go up and like yeah. grab them? I used to like back up to them as a kid and like sit there and like fill my Jenko jeans full of cigarettes and like take them to these fucking Z92 parties so everybody had cigarettes. My mom caught my fucking brother one time but she didn't know i had a whole bag full you know what i mean like it was weird wow we just man. did a bunch of shit i always was drinking liquor from like the time i was like 14 smoking weed yeah fucking you know what i mean like that's what kids do in that town wow <clears throat> they grow it's, up it's fast. a little bit of a different lifestyle than the suburbs of los angeles yeah they grow up fast because i went back there recently and i noticed like nobody separates their kids from any conversations or any type of like 
things going on or like so everybody like so the kids like know everything going on with the family going on with the adults going on with like the negative here the negative you know what i mean and that's what i remember like you always knew everything that there was Was no like is that a good or a bad thing i think it's terrible doesn't allow kids to be kids yeah like that's why we grew up so fast that's why we were drinking that's why we were smoking that's why we were cussing fucking you know what i mean like we were out like i don't know in my opinion, do you think I just think kids should be separated for a while from adults. You know what I mean? Of course, they should be allowed to like uh, be kids. explore for themselves and not be burdened <laughs> with adult problems right away, right? Like, yeah, but you just shouldn't be in a conversation of like your mom, your mom, or your aunt or whatever talking shit about your neighbor about some weird shit. You know what I mean? Like, what that those sort of stresses shouldn't be put on your children. Right. That's a stress, whether yeah. you like, you know what I mean? It's like a negative feeling or a negative thing put on your children. Right. In my opinion. Right. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I know. It's it's an interesting balance of being open and honest with your kids, but then not putting, I think, not putting that burden because they can't handle it yet. Right. You know, they're not ready for that responsibility. They need to learn Nor first like, emotional intelligence and you know exactly. grammar and like basic stuff first you know. need the baby steps so, so i like i always like being like honest and open with my kids but not trying not to burden them with like heavy shit they're not ready for yet you know what i mean you got to wait till they're ready because their brains are developing you guys started like really early like yeah. the kids here are partying too but they're just doing it when they're 16 17 and- I should look into something because something happened in sixth grade where like for in sixth grade i was just a real big piece of shit you know what i mean just right. sixth grade i swear like i used to i fucking I, uh this was back when like adhd was like first like being diagnosed kind of in schools and they were giving people adderall and shit like that like they brought these uh people out to like videotape me in class they brought these counselors out to my school they brought this dude because they was thought they thought i was like out of this out of control kid right because i was so just, they diagnosed you because i was like yeah i was like you know what i mean and i kicked the trash can across the room one right day, they would like kick send me to the principal's room they tried to but they tried to do a lot honestly like low-key they did a like, lot to try to you. adjust no to try to adjust and like the principal would shoot hoops with me oh so they tried in, to in, in like before basket like after lunch or shit like that yeah. you know what i mean try to like you know because it was just like this weird like i only wanted to play sports i only you know what i mean like I, that's all i cared about kind of right but i was a crazy kid in sixth grade like they videotaped me they fucking i smacked this this counselor came to school and like I was leaving. I was like, I ain't sitting here. She grabbed my arm and I reached back and like smacked her arm off of my arm. And I was like, at, even thinking about it now, I was like, yeah, fuck that bitch. You be grabbing my yeah. arm as a kid? Right. What the hell? Who are you? Hey, man, I'm telling you, but, like I got I, some one time a teacher grabbed my kid's arm and I was like, don't don't, don't grab his arm like that. Yeah, but this was back in the 90s. And, and he when, like when that went like that was too, like, so that's okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, man. <laughs> Fine. Teacher grabs you by the fucking ear and pulls you back to class of course oh we used to get paddled in columbus ohio (laughs) like the principal shout out columbus ohio the principal (laughs) would come paddle little kids i remember in second grade yeah our principal had a paddle in the office and it was like this weird shit like did y'all used to really paddle motherfuckers like what dude they he he paddled kids he would take them out of our class wow and i had a friend that was like a badass (laughs) and he's like he would give us choices paddle or like detention 
and he and my friend was like, I'll take the paddle. <laughs> and he took him outside, bottle. and you could hear it swap, 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 like seven, eight times, and he just walked in like this. Wow. And he sat down in second grade. This, I mean, this this is my buddy from like the, the projects, mm. right? So he was like, I get a, you, you call that a whipping? I get a, a way better whipping at home. And then they asked me that like a month later, I, I did something. I didn't finish my homework. And they're like, paddle or or detention. I'm like, oh, I'll take detention, baby. I'll take, please don't paddle. Dude, that shit sounded like, like murder, man. Big ass thing. And he would come in and show us. Dude. Crazy School times, different. man. Different times. So then they but had this you, counselor come in. Yeah. And like, he was supposed to like tell me everything that was wrong with me and this, that, and the third. But what happened was he ended up making the teachers take an entire like training course on how to deal with kids like me or mm -hmm. something like that. And like, but I was still getting suspended a lot. And then I had this growth spurt. I was like super skinny and grew in like seventh and eighth grade. You know what I mean? Started like worrying more about females. Sports. That's when I was like getting real. Is good. that when? When did you get real into sports? Good in basketball, but when did you get serious about sports? Curious, because I want to understand why the sixth grade thing happened. Because that's I think, when I got serious in sports. Because I think ADHD. Yes, it's a diagnosis, but I feel like it's also a superpower that can be harnessed. Like a lot of athletes. No, I think that too. You're able to like on the court. Yeah. We have like eyes behind our head. I was like that too. In basketball? Yeah, yeah. My court awareness is crazy. Crazy. Like the way we drive. We know there's a car right here, that car right here. Mm -hmm. It's ADHD, bro. People that don't have that can't switch like, yeah. like that physically with physical stuff. So it's just about harnessing it. And maybe you were acting too. out because you're being put, first of all, you have a probably not the most emotionally intelligent like environment in general in Nebraska, right? Where you live probably. You. <laughs> number two <laughs> you were put into a school environment to sit and pay attention to some academic you know in the box like and you you kind of probably in your gut was like this is bullshit because it kind of is and the last person that can fit into that is you and maybe once you found basketball and, and other sports and got serious and was able to put your energy into that and have something to lose maybe that evened you out if I is that out, a true <clears throat> statement? If I, no, I had all that, but the problem was and, that and bring your mic closer because we want to make sure we capture all that. I I said Audio. I said I had all that. <laughs> I, closer. I I uh I had all that. I had all the sports a fucking kid could handle, bro. I played fucking football, basketball, even before track, fifth, even before six. Fucking, and I was never. It was like, it's not like I was like, oh, I went out for track and I was like just it. I was ribbon. I was getting ribbons. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I was, they took the top two in districts in high school for fucking discs. I was fucking third in districts. God damn it. These two kids were like six foot six, just fucking chucking it out there. Damn, dude. Just missed it. But I've seen you shoot around, man. So I know you have like basketball was by superior far athletic my uh, best skills, my best sport. Uh, football. Uh, listen, I scored. <laughs> this is why it's like really like an Al Bundy story. Come on, man, tell us. I scored Pass ten. I scored ten touchdowns in a football game one time. Fuck. 
They only counted eight, or it would have been a state record or tied a state record. Why did they only count eight? Because two of them got called back. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Fucking bullshit calls, man. So eight touchdowns. Fucking clipping. Yeah, right. Weak. He barely didn't even touch the kid. Kyle Kovar or whatever. I think that's a kid's name. He didn't even touch him. But <laughs> I threw for six touchdowns, you know what I mean? So that's like kind of like, man, eh, you know, threw for six. But then I like ran one in. I fucking intercepted one, ran it in. I ran a kickoff back, and I ran a punt back. And then you, then you, and I picked up a fumble. I run one in, and then you worked in a shoe store. Do you know who that was against? (laughs) Who? So you know the coach of Nebraska University of Nebraska right now. His name is Scott Frost. That was against his parents. His parents were like these legendary football coaches. Like they coached him. They won a state title, blah, blah, blah. Something happened and they had ended up coaching at this like, lo- like not low key. It's like, no, it's like an Indian reservation school, high school. Like it's Wood River or some, sh- I don't know what it's called. We went up to play him. Um, they literally had this kid named like White Eyes. He was supposed to be like super fast and shit. They just put me on him. Like I didn't play corner ever in my life there was just like we need you to like cover this guy but i was so much bigger than him that i remember a couple times just like picking him up and just like running him out of bounds you know what i mean it was crazy it was a crazy game but the point being is that it was against scott frost's parents who's now the coach of nebraska wow it's a huge nebraska fan if you're from nebraska you would know how big that is yeah. you know what i mean shout out huskers i'm still rooting for you although you got to get your shit together now that we can pay kids all you guys with that football money, figure it out. <laughs> Get the kids to come back. So I've always been into sports, really. Like from the time I was a tiny, tiny kid, I remember yelling at the TV for Nebraska football. Nebraska football was like fucking Christmas in Nebraska. Every year it came around. Like from September to fucking January, it was Christmas, especially in the 90s. We lost 10 games. From 1990 to fucking 2000. Wow. We were in the championship like five times. We won like four of them or some shit like that. It was like people you gathered like your friend. My dad would have his friends over. Their friends would have their kids that were our age. You know what I mean? It'd be a fucking house of 20, 30 fucking people for every game. And that was like not just my house. That was like. Most fucking houses, you know what I mean? So when did you, when did like sports really become like serious for you? Like what age? Probably when I joined the fucking Breakers Club basketball. The the travel team? No, man. When I was young, man, I was always serious about sports. From like. Always. Like I never took sports like, hey, let's go play basketball. Never. So you always had that as an outlet and your parents always encouraged it. Yeah, well, I was always backed for some reason for being, like, this shitty, out-of-control kid. Like, my parents were just so good and, like, believing and loving of me that they just would have my back no matter what when they, you know what I mean? Like, that's really what fucked me up is my anger and a lot of things. I went to this basketball camp. We were in the championship game. I kicked the fucking chair. These kids that weren't as good as me got on the all-star fucking team. And that, like, when you went to that camp, if you got on that all-star team... They sent your fucking film and shit and your name and all this type of shit out to like 200 some fucking colleges mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And that was like my freshman year. Point being, I fucked up my life myself. You know what I mean? And I oh. understand that. And most of it was by my anger. Just Where like do you not think that came from? Control my anger. Huh? Where do you think that came from? Man, what the fuck? I'm not a psychologist. Where's well, that lighter? You know. 
Is it just, I don't know. Is I'm just, just angry, man. I just get with angry. With someone angry toward you? Like, for example, I know a lot of my anger is... Sorry. My sorry, house is my angry. Like, my dad's super angry, dude. Yeah, my, like, dad is, my dad is a very angry person. Uh, so that's where I got it. And I'm not blaming him. He got it from his parents and so on, right? But I've reversed a lot of it through, like, lots of self-reflection and uh, self-therapy and... And like external therapy and book reading and yeah. you know thinking about shit and catching myself sounds great. Yeah, it's improved my life, man, a lot. But anyway, I know where it comes from, and it's always there. It's always there. It's always it's something I have to always like. It's like being an alcoholic, man. Once you get that rage in you, man, like it's always there. It's, it's like been, Incredible Hulk. It's been six months since my last rage. Yeah. <laughs> It's like those sharks. I haven't raised on anybody in 90 days. Right. <laughs> Get my first chip. <laughs> and he's <you're> like, <laughs> please. Dude drops the chip. You're like, God make, damn. Make my day. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. So where did yours come from? Your your father? The neighborhood? You know what I mean? Like the environment, man. It's got to be the environment. The constant suppression of everyone around me. Since I was a kid, trying to hold me down. Is it? Hell yeah. I had some football coach whip it around. Like after I graduated high school, he whipped his shit around and like chased me down like seven miles, pulled me over and was like, I'm so sorry for what we did to you and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? And Where he was like, around? his car, like, you oh, know, oh, chased me down when I he saw like, me or whatever. And he was like, I guess they like what? blocked scholarships and like people from talking to me and shit because they were jealous of like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. It's not yeah. that. It's not that. I don't have any pure evidence of any of this, but I'm just telling you what this fucking guy did. Right. Whipped it around and chased me down seven miles to apologize what they did to me. And I was like, all right, all right thanks. Gotcha. Fucking does me no good. So I went to this junior college and, you know, I fucked that up myself too. Marijuana, yeah. you know? Yeah. Marijuana. The first kid, super accurate arm. Ah. F crazy accurate. Super big alcoholic. You were and you were a quarterback? Yeah. Super big alcoholic. And he got caught for drinking, so I had moved up to the starting position. And then I got caught for smoking weed. And I moved back down. Never never played another down at quarterback again. Well, how'd you get caught? Uh, some fucking son of a bitch ratted me out because we smoked out the apartment. Point being, though, is that what happened? Though yeah. was I got tired of like not playing because yeah. I was used to like starting and playing, and you know what I mean. I was like, man, fuck this shit. I quit. I went back to Nebraska. I took like this kid with me who was uh like they were like not had good grades or whatever, so couldn't play. So we like went on this road trip. Went back up there. Monday and shit, coach like talked me back into coming out and playing. And I was like, man, I'm gonna play a different position because if you ain't gonna play me a quarterback, I ain't gonna just sit here and not play. So I moved to defensive end, which seems like a very weird move, you know what I mean? Quarterback to defensive end. But I was like, ah. the first time I stepped against the, one of the linemen, I did like an in out move and the dude like basically fell over. But I basically came in on like third and fourth down, shit like that, rushing, stuff like that. Point being was, got my interview in the paper in the last game because by the end of the year, we got our shit together and like we were in the district championship. We won that shit. I had uh, two out of the last four tackles of the game, game winning sack. 
and they like interviewed me in the paper and I was like a kid, like super excited saying dumb shit. <laughs> you still have the interview? Yeah, my parents have all touched my parents have a whole scrapbook of all my shit. My dad has everything I've ever owned, I think. So interesting, man. All right. And I know, man, you are a talent. I already know you're a talented athlete from just how you shoot the ball, bro. Cause I everyone says they can shoot, even college players, but then they shoot. It's like and they still might be good, but I can see the touch, man. I can see the I don't know if it's tens of thousands of hours you put in or you just have one of those like I used to you just shoot again, like Steph Curry. Again, shout out Tom Yachty. He was the principal who like really believed in me and believed in my athletics. And that's what really kept me going and trying to play sports because everybody would tell me, you can do whatever you want. You can you could play for any team, blah, blah, blah. And I really thought that was true, <clears throat> which could have been, but I didn't put in near the work that I know now that it takes or near the work I know people like in California or people who, and that's the problem is that we didn't have anybody who around us who had ever made it in sports or had ever models. made it to college right. level or There's had ever no made it to there. Ever. so they don't know there was nobody here to tell you like oh you ain't working hard enough right in or you, that's not gonna you can't get there off a of raw ability you know what i right. mean like and that's what i saw when but i joined you're like i'm the shit yeah like i thought i could nobody just do can it off raw, you know what i mean i should have been in just dribbling with six basketballs because i'm six foot one you know what i mean hmm. ultimately i'm alan iverson tiny so if i wanted to play basketball you know what I mean? Mm. So that's why I kind of so definitely your gym. So that's why I kind of gravitated to football and went to junior college for football oh, instead of went and actually played what I love basketball because I didn't think I was big Probably enough. A mistake, my opinion. Sorry, definitely do, a mistake. Do you, do you realize that now? Oh yeah, for okay. sure. But because if you were guiding another athlete, you'd say what to play what you love, of course. Yeah. But no matter what, I love football too. But I it was know. like not definitely not at the same. You didn't put in the level of work that you would have done for basketball. That's yeah. the whole point. But I was the right size for football. Yeah, but Allen Iverson was 6'1", too. But so. Allen Iverson grew up playing his position. I grew up playing center and forward. And like, that's and okay. that's why now, while I'm out here in the Y or out in these fucking games, I'm out here like 62 and fucking 2 out here in the streets because they can't stop my post moves like Hakeem Olajuwon in the streets. <laughs> that's the thing. You said that the, your, your outside shooting isn't even the main... I mean, it is, but you always played big man. Yeah, but I also hustle. I grab boards like crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can sure. see that. You're wild, man. Do you play like that? You probably play like Rodman yeah. out there. Yeah, kind of. And you, but, but you also I can also shoot. score. Yeah, which annoys wow. a lot of people. But yeah, dude, that's. But so, also, sometimes I go too hard, injure myself. Like I'm getting old, man. I gotta stop fucking playing these fools. I always feel like I got something to prove. I ain't got nothing to prove nobody. But the reason, the reason I'm saying that you could have and could have stuck with basketball and it might have worked out better for you is not to rub it in. It's so that you can encourage future athletes that you're going to be mentoring to go, nah, man, play the thing you love. I know you might not, you think the size doesn't fit the stereotype, but you're going to put in more work. That's the key. Yeah, but learn where you're, you're going to be hungry early. You know sure. what I mean? Like, don't go out fucking, you right. know, like, at a certain age, you know you're not going to be seven foot tall. Right. Don't play center. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Start playing like, point guard. Even point sure. guards are six fucking four now. So, you know what right. I mean? Basically, any normal human being, play point guard. Right. <laughs> I had a vision of your uh, indoor, like, basketball, whatever, um, auditorium stadium 
sports facility, I guess, like a basketball facility, basically, right? For competitions, tournaments, yeah. you know, practice, uh, open play, whatever. And I was picturing that you would be for your summer programs or winter programs, probably be sponsoring some kids from those small towns that need to know, hey, you got talent. We like your video clips you sent. This is what it takes. And you, you show them like, you need to go back to Nebraska and work like this dude. This he, is the kind of training they're doing here. Use the YouTube videos and, and, and do it. You know what a lot of the kids don't get to? They don't play anybody but their friends or people mm -hmm. they know from a town over here or a town over there. There's no, there's no like, when I used to go to those basketball camps, in North Carolina and shit like that, and people from all over the fucking world, like yeah. Canada, like all over the world, would come right. to those basketball camps, right? That's where I got like a lot of competition. And I also, oh yeah, that was a story about shout out Tom Yadi. He used to always have his his son was like years years older than me, like eight years probably older than me, right? And all these kids that he used to run with, and every time, well, most times when they would rent the gym. At the elementary school, like in the town we had, you could rent the gym for like 20 bucks, 25 bucks, some shit like that, right? And they would go up and run. I used to go up and run with them in like sixth, seventh grade. These dudes were like college, old, wow. right? And I would run with them and I would hold my shit, bro. I would, like, sc I would score like, I think that's where I got real competitive when I would, I would always play older kids. Right. Always. Yeah. But. It leveled you up. So you had a way to level up. Okay, so then what happened with sports? When I look back yeah. on it, you know what I mean? At the time, it's just like, oh, you're playing these old-ass dickheads. Right. <laughs> so then, okay, so like, let's just fast forward a little bit and then and then fill in Let me finish the, the basketball or the, yeah, yeah. or the sports history for you. Yeah, tell So me. after why I said I wanted to go back and play basketball was after my first year in football, we were state runner-up, blah, blah, blah. I just left. I was like, I didn't want to play football no more. And I went down to Tampa, Florida, because on spring break, I went down there and stayed with my family, who I had never met, really. And, like, I got cousins down there and um, shit like that. So I moved down there. Um, <clears throat> my family had ended up following me down there. Fucked up a bunch of shit with my brother's high school, this, that, and the third. But point was, I moved down there to play basketball, but I couldn't get into the school because my grades were shit at the, at the junior college that I went to. So I ended up just like kind of not knowing what I was going to do, floating around, trying to figure out this, that, the third, if I was going to play sports anymore. I just went to animation school, International Academy of Design and Technology. I <laughs> went for animation. I saw this commercial or some shit on uh, fucking TV so or some shit thought, that I went there. You just thought that would be like a good job? You could get a good job out of it? Or are you no. excited about it? Come on, man. Absolutely not. So I had what, an idea for the greatest video game of all time, which so is still an idea that will be made, and no one has done it yet. But now is the is the the time is ripe. So right you now. went to I didn't know you went to school because you had a master plan. I thought you just went because you're like, oh, I need to have a career, so let me get my. Well, I had thought design. of this game in junior college, right, mm -hmm. and then when I was floating around trying to figure out what I was gonna do, you know what I mean, like. Well, at that time, actually, it was Hurricane Katrina. That was like the in-between time. And my dad was hauling ice and water for FEMA. So I went with him, and we went down to like New Biloxi, Mississippi, and down and all this shit. And I was handing out water and ice and helping the Army and shit. They was trying to recruit me at every place but because they were shorthanded. So how old are you at this point? You're basically like you're joining your dad truck driving and kind of exploring and finding yourself. 
17, 18, 18, 19, 18, 19. Okay. And you're already done with high school at this point? Yeah, this is the in-between time yeah. before I went to college. Got it. And for... then, so what, how did you find yourself? Like, you kind of went on this. Who the hell said I found myself, yeah. man? I'm still looking. I know, but you kind of, <laughs> I feel like you're on the doorstep now. And actually, well, you're already doing a lot of what you're going to be doing. So I feel like you did find yourself maybe. Who knows, man? Because you. Fuck knows what I'm going to be doing. So fast forwarding just to like share the story of who you are. Like you've got, how many business deals have you been a part of, closed, thought of that turned into businesses in the last, since you got to LA basically? Or since you started becoming... To be honest with you, I have this eerie feeling that I can't really close business deals or I don't really have that much business savvy in that sense. What I did was my mom, you know what I mean? I don't know. I My mom got some money and was blown through it like the fucking lottery curse. So I took part of that, invested it in this weed company. Then I opened the gym, man, and that has been the roughest roughest yeah. journey how of my many life. how long has it been i didn't have white hair in my beard before that i don't think bro <laughs> i had a picture of me <laughs> when i when i was operating the indoor soccer facility when felix was born i didn't have any gray man in my beard i had gray in my hair but not in my beard and look at it now the facility was dude that operating a sports facility or a gym it's it's fucking tough, rough business, man. Yeah, so much, then, there's a lot there's a lot to it that people don't realize. You know? uh, and then I'm in. Um, well, it looks one nice. of my other business partners. How I'm, many, I'm how many years with. have you operated the gym? Three now. Yeah, that's a long time. But man. it's <sighs> like if I'm it's not, not passionate like a about something, it's not like a consistent three. It's like, but I'm super passionate about it because. People don't even realize basically what I was trying to do. I was trying to create a trainer-friendly gym in the sense of like, you don't have to be a trainer forever. We want you to come up and own your own facility. We want you, we want to platform you into becoming an owner. You know what I mean? You just come on, you learn, you go through the system, this, that, and that. But just hasn't got to that stage yet. Right. Like that's still ultimately like, you know what I mean? And I got a million ideas for the fitness industry that I don't really want to just blurred out you know what i mean but it's like and it's this in my head it's this synchronized path that's so easy to see but it's very hard for me to get anyone to see apparently you know what i mean and it's so so going back to real quick you got into kush clubs right then mm -hmm. what are the other businesses you've that you could talk about that you've uh, gotten involved in helped to launch came up with idea like brag about yourself a little bit so people know why you why should they even like I don't listen need to, to your advice? I mean, I don't need to brag about myself. What you got myself. going it's, on? You know, like I'm. No, but say I got a I got a dope business partner that's able to get a lot of dope shit done. You know what I mean? She happened to believe in me and this idea. It's really, I mean, it's both of. She wanted to open a pizza shop. You know what I mean? I had this dope idea. We started talking about it back and forth, coming up with dope ideas together. And now we're here, and that shit's actually coming to fruition. Juicy Pizza is about to open, I don't know, in a month or less, you know what I mean, yeah. to the public. On La Brea and, she, and Fairfax? Yep, and she's been killing it. Her business partner, Alex, she brought some more people in, you know what I mean? They've been doing a really good job over there, so I don't so really got really to do much. That you can, 
that you want to shout out? Just those two. Right. I don't see. really know many more people. I met the other guy that they brought in. He seems real cool. So, dude, I think yeah, dude, that's it's amazing to see anything come to life, man. The pizza shop is crazy. Other people involved doesn't mean you weren't. You were still a catalyst with an idea, and I actually think like hearing some of the details behind the idea you originally had that there could be there could have been some other things implemented there. Like I think uh, that's why I like kind of you know, interacting with you and bringing you to like meetings and stuff because so you can steal ideas, my ideas. Man, like yeah, so I can else. steal your fucking ideas. That's actually the truth <laughs> because I'm fucking smart enough to know that a good idea could be, you know, very Literally. lucrative if you have a great team that can execute because uh, I, I also mean. have had a lot of ideas just like sperm that never <laughs> made it anywhere. That's what I'm saying. saying. Who knows? Maybe I'm not the, the executor guy. You know what I mean? I just, Who knows? Maybe I'm just the idea guy. And I got to live with that. Take that. And that's okay. Right? I don't think I'm the execute guy either. You know what I tell my wife? I just realized this recently. Maybe it'll help you. When my wife and I want to be super productive that weekend, I'm like, honey, I'm either strategic or I'm like super like tactical where... Either if you come to like a strategic decision, go, hey, what do you think about this big decision? Or if you want me to like do some like heavy lifting, like go pick some shit up, like here's a list, honey, do this. That's I'm your guy. Anything in the middle, <laughs> planning, calendaring, you know, thinking things through, like take care of it, honey. Here's my thing. I can do all those things. I have no I problem taking care of it. But is a it the best Z? thing you do? I can't, I can't control my emotions enough to be a good leader yet, and that's the hardest truth I've ever had to tell myself. Oh, man, <laughs> Josh, I'm so fucking proud of you, dude. We cracked the fucking nut. No, man, I'm serious. That was my biggest Achilles heel, dude. I messed up so many relationships, so many opportunities because, and I quit my basketball team in my senior year because our coach was a fucking dickhead. Listen, I mean, he was. If I wasn't ultimately a piece of shit. egged his house, by the way. Yes, it was us. And half the team quit. But I realize now I shouldn't have quit. I should have stuck in there, went to every practice, busted my ass. I love basketball. I never gave basketball enough of like a chance because I didn't believe in myself. But not that I would have been at your level, but still, man, it's always good to like I don't have a level. Like I never even went to college. I'm a high school it's basketball always, player. That's okay. Man. I had to tell, you know what I mean? It like, mean as good as I am now, it doesn't even matter. I'm better than I ever was at 35 years old. The best basketball the best basketball player I've ever been in my life wow. is like today when I was really? playing basketball. Every day, I feel like I get a little bit better. But more like you old Paul be, Gasol, YMCA good. Wait, you know is, I mean? that, is that basketball competitive business uh plan you have gonna include age groups for like someone like you that can like challenge other people first of all don't you ever try to put me in an age group i'm in <laughs> 20 and above <laughs> all right so you can play with it. you're good still you're not retired yet no I'm, bro bro you haven't all, been through an I nba would, career so you could be fresh i won the um low like the lower adult division of the lower adult division of the uh shepherd of the hills basketball tournament with a bunch of walmart managers damn 
Anyways, besides the pizza shop, I have also created a sex book. Well, a fitness book. Both. Sex fit. You know what I mean? It's coming out soon. Uh, Hopefully soon. You know what I mean? It came out ish. Dog, dog, hey! So, how did you figure your shit out, man? I think that's like the... I don't know why you asked me. I I don't have my shit figured out. You do, man. Because you got to downtown. We talked about it last time. Like... How you kind of bounced around, you lived in different places, and you found, at least that's what you told me, your heartbeat kind of in downtown, sort of. Oh, yeah. No, I love downtown. Downtown is a vibe. Downtown is the vibe. But I'm just not sure if downtown loves me yet. You know what I mean? I don't know if I feel the mutual love from downtown yet. Yeah. It could very well be something you are missing. That if you can fix, could help you appreciate downtown even more. Yeah, the gym to be successful. That's what I got to fix. Benny, you're going to have to, here, I'm going to have to fix it. But that's on no one but my own self again. So go back to the, go back to the times over. Go back to what you said before, man. About what? Go back to what you said before. You said Tommy your Addy? biggest Achille- Achilles heel. Talk about your Achilles heel, man. I don't want to talk about that. Why not? About my anger? Yeah. Why? What do you what, like? Do you have a plan for it? Yeah. Stop gonna, is doing something. You gonna address? Stop doing it. <laughs> That's my point. You gotta have a why, though, man. Why? Like, because I, I, I want to stop fucking up relationships. What do you mean? Yeah. You know, like no, seriously, like the whole. For me, I quite I, possibly could be one of the most successful fitness people out here if I didn't fuck up a lot of relationships in the last three years. Actually, the last five years, including when I was a spin instructor, because that would have carried over into right shit I'm doing now. But I didn't try to fuck up these relationships. I'm not trying to be. You I know what I mean? It's trying. like just like people. People are very judgy when they act like they're not. To be honest with you, I. But know I get you better than probably most people know you and understand you because I am a recovering, uh, you know, rager. I got into a lot of fights, like I told you, and I would always be the bad guy. And I understand that once you snap, no matter what the other person did, you're the bad guy. That's the problem. The spotlight goes on you. Somebody could have fucked up and did something that wronged you and instead of leaving the spotlight on them, we start de- demonstrating our, you know, kind of dissatisfaction. And then the spotlight goes on us. <laughs> I mean, deep saying? down, if I had anything lesser going for me, I would literally haul off on a lot of these fucking people. But it's like, who can do that these days? You know? Right. Yeah, see, and that's not going to really help you. You can't. Right. There's no. You can't. There's no check-in shit these days. Right. Exactly. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.